You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for Plano Pulse with your hosts, Jamie Jolly and Lamont Thomas. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Jamie Jolly, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Lamont Thomas, 2019 Board Chair of the Plano Chamber. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. Before we introduce you to our special guest, we'd like to take a moment to share a message from the sponsor of today's episode, Marketing Operations Group. The Marketing Operations Group, MOG, is an experiential and alternative marketing communications company that connects brands and consumers in engaging, effective, entertaining, and efficient ways. MOG works with many of the world's best-known brands, bringing insights and experience that assures their clients' programs inform and delight, as well as drive consideration, sales, and advocacy. Experience, enthusiasm, and execution make all the difference. Learn more at marketingopsgroup.com. That's marketingopsgroup.com. Thank you again to our great friends at Marketing Operations Group for sponsoring today's episode. So now it's time to introduce you to our special guest for today's podcast, Jerry Cosgrove. Jerry is the Director of Public Works for the City of Plano. His department is responsible for many essential city services, such as overseeing trash and recycling services, as well as maintaining streets, alleyways, water, sewer, and drainage systems to provide a safe and clean quality of life for our Plano residents. So Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Jerry, to start, can you give our listeners an overview of your department? How many team members support public works, the scope of your work, et cetera? Uh, essentially, we have three divisions in public works, and you have mentioned two of them already. Mm-hmm. Environmental Waste Services, who handles the trash, recycling, and compost. And then in Public Works Operations, who takes care of the uh, streets, alleys, water, sewer, drainage. We have a third division, which is Fleet Services, which maintains over 2,300 pieces of equipment in the city of Plano. Wow. The overall budget for uh, Public Works is operating budget is $177 million. And when you add in our equipment replacement and our capital, we're approaching $237 million. Wow. And we do that with uh, 350 budgeted positions. So obviously that's a very important part of our city, Public Works, um, making sure that the trash runs and that the cities are maintained. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the upcoming bond election. So um, the council did approve to put a referendum on the, um, uh, the ballot coming up in May, and the bond includes $18.75 million that would be used by Public Works for street improvements. So can you kind of talk us through um, how these funds would be utilized and what kind of impact they will make for um, Plano drivers? Basically, these are split up into two programs. One is arterial street repair, Something similar to what you saw us here in Independence a couple years ago, uh, basically looking on our major thoroughfares, bringing them back up to a better condition. Okay. The other one is a neighborhood service uh, program where we do streets, alleys, and sidewalks. We have one going on not too far away from here. It's the area bounded by Spring Creek, Coit, Independence, and Legacy. And we go in there and repair everything. And that one there happens to be a $7 million project, the largest project we ever had in the neighborhood. So this is basically what normally we have funded with cash, now we're going to fund with debt service. Mm-hmm. And this covers a two-year period. 
And, and really, let's talk about, <clears throat> it's not that the city of Plano has put off the maintenance of our roads. I mean, y'all spent record amounts in the current operating budget maintaining our roads. And I know I've seen the construction and the delays and, and yeah. as the mayor says, the orange cone of, of progress. But um, we just haven't been able to really keep up. Is that right? I mean, it's the rain or what's causing it? It's a lot, lots of different things. Rain has an impact. Uh, the streets are getting older. Uh, Plano grew very fast, and because Plano grew fast, sometimes the inspection wasn't quite up to the level that it needed to be, so the quality of roads weren't the best. Mm -hmm. Again, our goal is to try to, you know, keep it up as best as we can, but we have to balance it with the fact that people still have to be able to get it through and around town. We can't have every street under construction. Yeah, yep, agree. <laughs> <laughs> Are there new technologies used for road development and, and uh, repair for roads? I mean, there's shows I've seen on television where they're experimenting with different things in California with road repair. We're, we're looking at different things. Again, you saw out here on Independence, so south of where your office is here, mm -hmm. is that we did that ultra-thin layer of asphalt. Uh, it's the first time that we've used it in Plano, but it's been used other other areas of the country and other areas in the Metroplex as well. Uh, we're also looking at different repair materials. Uh, typically, we use asphalt, a cold mix that we heat up a little bit. Uh, sometimes it doesn't last as long, so we're trying to look at some temporary fixes that last a little bit longer and have less impact on the traveling public. And I'll say that the, it seems to be uh, holding up pretty nicely along Independence. Yeah, and it, it's done very well, and we were confident that the product would do well. Mm -hmm. We weren't as confident how acceptable the public would be to have an asphalt plan on because we haven't used asphalt plan on over 20 years. But the public has been receptive to it. Uh, what they like about it is that it's, it's a lot smoother. Sure. It's a lot quieter ride. But that's not the reason we put it down. We put it down because it will extend the life of that pavement underneath. Gotcha. We all know that Plano has experienced massive growth over the last 50 years um, in terms of population and then construction and just all the new businesses and the jobs and great opportunities that are coming to our community. Um, how is this growth reflected in our roads? Well, again, you look at it, our roads today, if you look at what we have in service today that was in place 50 years ago, we had 34 miles of, of roads that are still in service, 20 miles of alleys that are still in service. Wow. But right now we have 1,155 miles of street and we have 540 miles of alley. So that's quite a bit more today than we had, you know, from 50 years ago. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of uh, roadway. <laughs> Switching gears just a little bit from roads to that question we all have, recycle. What is, we're all confused about what to recycle. Then there's questions about China no longer wants our recyclables, and we're, so is it important still to recycle? It, it is. It's still very important to recycle. Again, e even though China's not taking it, our our provider, Republic Services, is finding other means of, of dealing with that recycling, other markets to take it to, and it's a lot cheaper for us to recycle than it is to put it in the landfill. Yes, it is a little confusing. Uh, we have done some work through our. Uh, Environmental Health and Sustainability Department. They have updated their website. They give you more information on what is recyclable and what is not. And what I want to tell people, if, they're, if they are not sure, throw it out. So if in doubt, throw, throw it, it out. out. I like no. that. <laughs> uh, Just not in the blue bin. Yes. That's yeah, right. and, and be careful, too, is that some things are recyclable, like your plastic bags that you get at the grocery store. Those are recyclable, but we don't recycle them. Those are the ones you have to take back to the grocery store. 
Oh. Same thing yeah. too, like, you know, if you have used electronics, we don't want you putting that in the trash, but we don't take that as recyclable. That's something you have to take either back to Best Buy or we offer on the weekends, we have a third party provider who'll provide that recycling service, yeah. sometimes at a small fee. And the, the one that I think confuses a lot of people is glass. So in the city of Plano, glass is not recyclable. No, glass is, glass glass is. is See, recyclable. I'm confused. Okay. Yeah, usually so. what confuses people, especially my wife, is she goes, well, this is a paper towel. It's paper. It's recyclable. Well, a paper towel is not recyclable. Yeah. A tissue is not recyclable. Uh, a napkin is not recyclable. So, yeah, it does get a little confusing. Yeah. But, you know, if you go with the basics, which is your regular paper, like like what we have in front of us today, mm -hmm. your newspaper that you get, your magazines that you get. Then the glass, we take all the glass, you know, cans and bottles. So if, if you want to get more informed, yes, you can go the more, a larger extended recyclables, but we still want you to recycle the right. basics. Great. So you, you shared some big numbers on the, the mileage of yeah. roadways and everything. So as of 2019, there are 1,155 miles of street in Plano. Kind of help us put that number into perspective, because and I'm not this sure is one this it. is one I usually do for the mayor because he likes sharing his numbers. Eleven hundred fifty five miles gets you from Plano, Texas to Disney World, and it allows you <laughs> still a few more miles to do a little sightseeing in okay. the area. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that really that puts it into perspective for sure. So and the other thing too is that if we take into account the number of lane miles that we have in Plano. We have over 2,800, 2,900 lane miles. That would be like driving all the way to Toronto, Canada, and back to Plano, Texas. Wow. Yeah. wow. Well, and just on, on that, too, I think I've seen a lot of um, construction around turn lanes and mm -hmm. allowing for um, longer turn lanes so that people can kind of get in the queue and, and get out of the main lanes of traffic. Is that something that we're seeing throughout the city just to kind of help with flow? We're, we're trying to as much as we can. It's getting more and more difficult because a lot of the areas, there is no land that we own. So sure. to do so, not only do we have to buy the land, but then we have to have the utility companies move their facilities out of the way. So yeah, the whole object is because most of your congestion you get in Plano, it's not on the regular road. It will be at your intersections. We have some more questions for Jerry, including what big projects are in the pipeline for public works. But first, let's take a quick break for a message from the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, Legacy Texas. I want a commercial banker who works hard for my money. Scratch that. I want a commercial banker who makes my money work hard for me. At Legacy Texas, we hear you. More importantly, we get you. You expect your banker to work hard. Doing everything possible to make each dollar count, that's when they're really working. At Legacy Texas, our bankers help you maximize every opportunity and put your money to work like nobody's business. Legacy Texas. Change your mind about banks. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Jerry Cosgrove, Director of Public Works for the City of Plano. Thanks again for joining us today, Jerry. Thank you. So, Jerry, before we dig into more specifics on the inner workings of Plano, let's learn a little bit more about you. So um, I've often observed you presenting at city council and interacting with our council. And I have to admit, it's sometimes humorous. I know the, the mayor likes to give you a hard time and um, seems that you have a good rapport with the, the team. So let's be honest. Is that because they are all calling you with their citizen issues or pothole complaints? <laughs> we, we've had lots of pothole complaints in the last month or so. And again, mm -hmm. A lot of that has to do with the rainfall that we had in September and October. We had a record 25 inches of rain. <laughs> And now we're seeing the effects on our streets. Mm -hmm. Well, and let's tell listeners, too, about um, the app. 
Because I think um, that's a great tool that I learned about a year ago, which I know some of our city council members are happy that I'm not texting them and calling them now. So, Well, we have the Fix-It app, and you can use it from your smartphone. You can use it from your computer. It's a way for you to report issues that you see in the city of Plano that you think need to be fixed. You can also attach photos and just tell us what you think you observe that may need to be fixed. And then uh, it shows up in our system. Uh, we will respond back to you telling you what we have done on that particular mm -hmm. thing, whether we're fixing it right away or something that we're going to do at a later date. But it's a good way for you to communicate because a lot of times you may be driving after hours and we're not at the office. Right. And you might forget. So this is a quick, easy way for you to do it. And I'll tell you, it's it's super handy. I mean, I was sitting at a red light and a stop sign was turned upside down. It had fallen off of the pole and I took a picture of it from my phone and put it on the app and literally five minutes later had a response and the next morning it was fixed. So it's a really cool tool that the city's employed. So. so Jerry, how long have you been with the city of Plano? I've been with the city of Plano 20 and a half years and I've been about the last eight years as director of public works. So prior to that, what were you doing? I worked before that I was in the engineering department. I basically managed the, uh, the capital improvement program, community investment program for okay. the city of Plano. So, wow, you've been around through all of our, our growth and rapid growth and kind of see it, seen it firsthand. So let's talk a little bit about water and sewer. I think there's some confusion because you have the North Texas Municipal Water District, which is where we get our water yeah. from. But what role does the city play in delivery of water and then obviously in the sewer system? Okay. How does that all work? Uh, we have four pump stations in the city of Plano that receive water from North Texas Municipal Water District. And then we pump that water from those pump stations all across the town. We have just under 1,500 miles of water line. Wow. Uh, we have uh, 10 elevated tanks, 11 ground storage tanks, all to provide service to our approximately 84,000 customers. Wow. Okay. So 84,000 customers? Yeah. So how does that work? Because how many households do we have, I guess? Well, we have over 70,000 households. Okay. And then you have businesses, businesses and... and uh, apartments and, and, and stuff like that. But we have about eight, 4,000 customers. Good. All right, let's change gears just a little. What do you wish the average cust resident knew about public works? Are there any great understandings that you'd like to take this time to share? I would say for the most part, people take us for granted. You know, you wake up <laughs> in the <true>. morning, <laughs> uh, you know, you go to the bathroom, you use the water, you flush the toilet, you drive on the streets and everything sounds fine. You go, well, that's the way it should be. Well, it takes a lot of work to make that happen. Most of the calls we get is when it doesn't work right. Yes. When the water, <laughs> when your water isn't on, or when you go, I'm waiting too long at this traffic light, or I just hit that pothole, and why haven't they fixed it? Yeah. So a lot of things are, they take for granted. You know, people don't realize how much infrastructure we have. You know, I, I mentioned some of the things like going to Disney World. You know, if you want to exercise, you want to walk all the sidewalks in Plano, Texas, that's like walking from here to Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> or the fact wow. that we supplied 22 billion gallons of water for the last couple of years to all our citizens. Wow. So it is a big amount of infrastructure to take, to take care of. It is. And I think... You're right. People don't understand and appreciate. and um, But then I think those people that are moving here from other cities that maybe don't have the quality yeah. of level of service that we've been experiencing, um, they're they're real appreciative. So well, And then also envision what would happen, let's say, if we didn't have all the paved streets and we didn't have the water and the sewer. Yeah. What size would Plano be? Mm -hmm. We definitely wouldn't have a, plan, uh, a legacy or a legacy west. Mm -hmm. We'd probably be a community of two or 3,000 people. Yeah, that's true. 
Living in a city where the average commute is 24.8 minutes, I think most of us assume that the majority of wear and tear on our streets comes from the actual motorists that are doing the commuting across town and to other cities. Is this really the case? Well, it, it's one of the factors. Again, there's a lot of factors involved with it. Like I mentioned before, sometimes as we grew fast, mm-hmm. the construction wasn't quite as good. True. And as you all know, in your house, how many of you have foundation problems? Mm-hmm. Well, we have that same problem that you have, is that under our concrete is a soil that is the foundation for that street. And in most of the cases, we're dealing with an expansive clay. Then we have lots of rainfall, it wants to expand. When we have no rainfall, it wants to contract. And those have a big impact on the streets. Makes sense. The other thing is that we love to put trees next to our streets. <laughs> and trees and the trees compete sometimes with that water. They want to stay alive, and they'll take that water away from the street and cause a problem with the street as well. So, yeah, we love our trees, but sometimes for street purposes, they're not too good. Not too friendly, huh? Again, you mentioned the age. Uh, The streets are getting older. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as we maintain it, it's like you have a car. If you have a brand new car, it it, it runs fine. You don't have to do a lot of maintenance on it. Well, our our car, our streets is not a new car. It's, let's say, a 10 or 15-year-old car. And even if you do all the maintenance on it, it's still a 10 or 15 year old car. Right. So, yeah. okay. so Jerry, knowing this, are you, is your department involved in the discussion, say a new subdivision is coming in or a new development? Or are you upfront involved in those conversations like, where do I put a tree because of the risk of this? Uh, most of the times, growth? we don't have a lot of saying where trees go. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we've had discussions sometimes with our plant department that go, oh, we love to plant trees right at the edge of the curb. And we go, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or in, in some cases, maybe you pick a, a particular type of tree. Some trees do better than others on the impact they have on those streets. Well, and I guess, too, isn't there some reconstruction in the medians right now and replacement of trees or... Yeah, and and Parks Farm is doing it because they've had a problem with some of the trees haven't done as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they're looking at the, uh, there's a bug out there that's going to attack certain type of trees, so they're worrying about that concern. So, yeah, they, they've had to cut down trees, and people are, why are you cutting down trees? Well, it's, it's reaching the end of its useful life. Mm-hmm. We'd rather cut it down before it falls on someone's car. Sure, right. There's a risk. Um, Before we wrap up, we've talked a lot about roads today. Are there any other exciting projects that your department's currently working on or maybe gearing up for in the near future? Well, right now we're we're gearing up for, again, the the water maintenance with the North Texas Minnesota Water District. That's where we change our disinfection for a short period of time. Hope to have a positive impact during the summer, but it is a little negative impact now. People have to deal with that taste and odor issue of the straight chlorine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're but trying there's to, no safety issue in that. Kind no, of explain it, that because I know it's going to... Again, uh, we've always used chlorine as disinfectant. It's just uh-huh. 11 months out of the year, we mix the chlorine with the ammonia. That reduces the smell. It okay. doesn't reduce the amount of, of, of chlorine. But you know, the straight chlorine it attacks some of that bacteria that grows in the pipe that is not harmful to anyone, but has a negative impact on water quality, especially during the summer. Gotcha. Okay. And that's, that's why we do it. Uh, also coming up is uh, we're going to be starting a meter change-out program. Uh, in conjunction with the finance and uh, customer utility billing, we're going to change out all the residential meters and all meters that are two inch and under over about a four-year period. And that should be starting either sometime this year or, or next year. So that's we're talking about 70, 75,000 meters that we have to change out. So typically that would be the meter that is located near the curb? Yes. Okay, underground. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it's actually a two-part device. One is the meter, and then there's also the device that transmits that reading 
for billing purposes. In the old days, people go out and read every one of meters individually. We don't do that anymore. Then we got a little more modern. We drive by and we read them. Now we don't even have to drive by. In the office, they can they can read your meter. In fact, you yourself can do that. You must have been reading my mind. I'm yeah. about to ask. Yeah. There's an application where you can get that information. Right now, we read the meters uh, four times a day. With the new system, they'll read them every hour. So you can see when you're using water. Like if you go to sleep at night and you go, I'm not using any water, you go, well, something in my house is using right. water. And it's a, a means for you to maintain or take care of, track what you're using. Sure, find and that leak you didn't know you had. Find that leak you didn't again. have or go, I didn't know my irrigation system used that much water. Mm-hmm. It's a way for you to manage how much water you're using. Also, one of the things going on in Public Works is on Monday night, the uh, our compost people received an award from the U.S. Uh, Composting Council. We received the uh, Composter Manufacturer of the Year Award, and we're very proud of our of that award and what our staff has done to achieve that. We're very proud of the product that we do. Uh, we sell Texas Pure products. And for our residential customers, you can now order that product online. Mm-hmm. And one more thing I want to add is uh, we talked about the ultra-thin overlay, and we're looking at lots of other different locations in Plano to add that in, again, to int- improve that, that ride quality for our traveling public. And back to the transition of uh, the water quality or the switchover, I would imagine when you see people walking around with bottled waters, you just shake your head and say, get it out the tap. It's good water here. <laughs> Again, in, in some cases, it's a personal choice. If that's what you prefer, fine. And what I've done for some people, I said, how much water do you use at your house? And, and the average user in, the, in Plano during the wintertime uses somewhere between six and 7,000. I said, do you know how much that costs based on bottled water prices? <laughs> right. <laughs> Put it into perspective for them. Right. You, know, you know, that might be a $50,000 bill based on bottled water prices. Wow. Wow. But it's your choice. Yeah. You know, if you prefer the taste of it and that's what you want to do, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Interesting. Because for the majority of water, for the majority of water that we sell to people, most of it is not used for consumption. And then if people are not drinking it. It's for it's the toilet. It's watering the grass. It's you know for doing your laundry. Uh, a lot of other things, but the actual amount that people actually consume is, is very little. Wow, interesting. It is. Well, that's about all the time we have for today, Jerry. Thanks so much for taking the time to sit down with us and sharing this information with our listeners. We appreciate all that you and your team do to keep Plano such an amazing place to work, live, and play. We also want to give special thanks to Legacy Texas for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. Speaking of sponsors, we're currently seeking episode sponsors for future installments of this episode. Contact us at the Chamber for more information on how to get your business in front of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode.